0: Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. I bless you this morning. How are you doing? I pray that everyone is doing well. I pray that everyone is having a blessed Sunday. I pray that everyone is, is healthy. Everyone is excited for this new year. You know, as we gather today here, in your, you at your houses, here at the church, we're gathering a little different today. For those of you who don't know, this past week we were slapped with a fine by the county of Santa Clara for holding indoor services. I know it sounds kind of ironic to believe that you would get fined for having church, a place where people come for hope. A place where people come to to join faith with others. A place where people come just to to gain a little pep in their step. A place that people come for healing. A place where people come to get filled. A place where people come to, to be whole. And we've been slapped with the fine. And so this Sunday, we are not gathering here in person. We're gathering in homes. You know, there's something different about having an indoor service and having a home service. And I'm not saying that home service is bad, but there's something different. There's something in the atmosphere that changes when believers come together. That's why the Bible says, do not forsake the gathering of brethren together. God does something when we're together. And I know that for the last few weeks as we entered into this new year, we've had so much momentum that has taken place. We've seen services that were were selling out by Wednesday morning. People were calling in because they couldn't get online. Lo- they couldn't get to the Eventbrite to register for service because maybe they were a minute late and the last seat had been taken. God was doing something and wasn't just doing, but God is still doing something. You see, they might have shut us down in the building, but I want to let you know you could never muffle or stop the gospel or the kingdom from going forward. And so I don't tell you this to to, to discourage you. I don't say this to to get you off track or for even you for for you to have sympathy what I say is you know it church it's our time to rise up this is our moment, this is what God's called us for. When they shut us down in one, in one spot, we are gonna continue to give the kingdom and bring the kingdom, why? Because it's the kingdom of God that establishes authority here on earth and it's that authority that breaks the yokes of bondages. It's that authority that restores marriages. It's that authority that, that brings healing to sickness. It's that authority that allows us to change and to make a difference in this world. So I don't tell you so that you could feel sorry for us or to give us little sad emojis, but I tell you this to tell you, get ready. God is gonna do something, and it's not just gonna happen in the building, but it's gonna happen at your home. It's gonna happen in your neighborhoods. It's gonna happen in your family. I'm telling you, prepare yourself, because God is doing something. We have momentum as a church, and in the atmosphere of the world, there's been saints that have been praying. I wanna to say to all the, the elders, our, uh, my grandparents' generation and my parents' generation, thank you so much, because what you've prayed for for decades we are now experiencing. And it might seem because the church has been shut down that, 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 that it's not happening, but I wanna let you know that God does amazing things in the midst of chaos. He does amazing things, so church, get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. God is doing something amazing. God is doing something spectacular. God is doing something that is beyond our control. It might've caught us by surprise, but it did not catch him by surprise. So I tell you, Get ready. God is going to do something amazing. Can you you say that and type that in the the comment box? God is about to do something amazing. Would you just get excited there at your home? God is about to do something amazing. And he's not just going to do it through a pastor, but he's going to do it through you because we've all been called to change the world. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, I get the opportunity to preach to you this morning, and I am so excited because, you know, as things have gone crazy in the world and things have gone chaotic all over the place. We got the economy, we got government, you know, we 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 got politics, we got things all over the place. I want to give you a word this morning because I hear something in the atmosphere. I hear the sound of abundance. I hear the sound of abundance. I hear God doing something in the midst of this chaos. And if you got your Bibles, Would you turn with me to the book of 1 Kings, chapter 18, verse 41. And the Bible says this. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. Would you just type that in the comment box or would you just say that there is a sound of abundance? Come on, would you declare that with me this morning? I hear the sound of abundance. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word, God, for there's nothing like it. Lord, and I pray today that as a result of hearing it, let us never ever be the same again. In Jesus' name, we all say amen and amen. If you're standing, you can take your seat. If you're eating Cheerios or hot cereal or even pancakes, I pray that they are the most amazing breakfast that you're having, but I pray that for the next few moments here, you would tune in and allow God to really speak to you. You see, because your your living room or wherever you are watching this from right now, it is transformed into the kingdom. It is transformed. That is the temple right there. Wherever you are at, God's presence is there. And so would you just welcome and just tune in with me today? Elijah proclaims something that is unusual to proclaim because if you know the back end of this story, there is a drought that is happening in the land. There's a drought that's taken place. There had been no rain. There's a drought that's taken place. And Elijah is crazy enough to declare something in the midst of a drought that he hears the sound of the abundance of rain. I want to know, are you crazy enough this morning to declare something although it seems like it's not going to happen, to declare something although it seems like it's impossible, to declare that God is moving and doing something although our human eyes can't see it? Are you crazy enough like me to declare Declare that you hear the sound of abundance. You see, there's no greater word to hear than to hear the word that things are about to change in your life, even though things haven't changed yet. Ahab gets the word that there's going to be an abundance of rain, and what's crazy is he believes Elijah. There hadn't been rain for three and a half years, and Ahab believes Elijah. Elijah declares something in the midst of a drought. I want to let you know that faith is not faith when you can see it. Faith is speaking something that you've seen in the spirit, and now you bring into the natural. I want you to know you need to start declaring some things over your marriage, over your family, over your finances, over your health, even before you receive it. You see, James 5.17 tells us this. Elijah was a man with a, with a nature like ours. You see, there was nothing special about him. The Bible says he was a man just like you and me. He was human being. That's what the Bible says here. It says, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. You see, it was Elijah who proclaimed the drought. It was Elijah who proclaimed the droughts. There had been no rain for three and a half years. You know what happens when you've been in a drought or you've been in a decline for three and a half years? Sometimes you lose your fights. Sometimes you lose your ability to believe that things will ever change. Sometimes you lose your ability to see things in a a different manner. Sometimes you, you lose your ability to really focus in and really keep hope. And you see, some of you have been in that place this morning. Some of you have been in that place of drought in your marriage for more than three and a half years. You've just been going. You 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 haven't been thriving in your marriage. You've just been surviving. Some of you have been in that moment in your finances for years upon years. You can't get out of this drought. Some of you, for your health, you can't get you 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 can't get ahead. Every time you seem to get a hold of what's going on, all of a sudden you get another report from the doctor that the blood test now shows something even greater. And some of you have. Given up your fight. Given up your fight because it seems like why should I fight? Every time I fight, it seems like things get worse. But I want to declare over you this morning, if you can't declare it over yourself, that I hear the abundance. I hear change about to happen. I see things shifting, even though my physical eyes and your physical eyes might not see it. I see God rearranging things. And I want to let you know, he's rearranging it in your favor. He's rearranging it in our favor as the kingdom of children of God. He's rearranging it. And if you read the last book of the Bible, you understand this. That we win. We win every suffering you've ever been through, every trial you've gone through, every difficult season you've ever gone through. You understand one thing, that we win. So I want to tell you, hold on, endure just for a little longer. Why? Because I see change happening. I hear the abundance. Would you just say that with me? I hear the abundance this morning. You see, we could get stuck in a mindset that says things just won't change. I don't see it. You don't know how many people I've talked to that have lost hope. They started out with great hope. They started out, they, 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 they got off the finish line with, 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 with great hope, and but now they find themselves at a place where they've given up hope. They're no longer fighting. They're no longer contending. They've just come to a place where they are in agreement. You see, to contend is to fight. But as I looked up that word, the the opposite of contend means to disagree. And some of you have just began to agree with the situation. This is how it's always going to be. But I want to get you to think differently this morning. I want to get you to think in a way that says, God, I might not see it. I don't know how it's going to happen. But some way and somehow, I believe your word. I believe just like Elijah proclaimed. I hear the abundance of rain. Can you give me a good thumbs up or an amen there? Do you hear the abundance of rain this morning? You see, prolonged difficult seasons can blur or hinder our hope that things can and will ever change. When you've been in a drought, when you've been in a difficult season and it's been prolonged, it could hinder your hope that things will ever change. But I got news for you this morning. God is doing something amazing. You might have been in a drought for years already, but God is doing something amazing. i come to announce that I hear something. Call me crazy. I Call me what you want. But I tend to believe that God is doing the greatest work when we can't see it happening in front of our eyes. And then in a moment, in a moment all of a sudden you see the years that you've lost the years that you thought were gone the years that that you thought man things will never change in a moment God could turn things around and things begin to swing in your favor but you have to believe the word of the Lord although you're in a drought you have to begin to proclaim I hear the sound of abundance you might not see it right now And I can't guarantee you that it'll show up tomorrow. But I am crazy enough to believe that I hear the sound of abundance. I want you to declare that with me right now. Right in your living room, in your kitchen table, in your bedroom, or wherever you're watching this, I want you to proclaim this, I hear the sound of abundance, You might say, Pastor Nick, you are crazy, but I'm crazy enough to believe you. I hear the sound of abundance. You might say, Pastor Nick, my marriage has been in shambles for years. I hear the sound of abundance of blessing over your marriage. Pastor Nick, I've been broke for years. I hear the sound of abundance of wisdom and blessing upon your life right now. Pastor Nick, my kids have been on drugs and lost in the world for years. I hear the sound of restoration taking place. I just hear a sound right now that God is doing something amazing even though we cannot see it. Can you give me a good old amen today? You see, I need you to start speaking like things are going to change. I need you to start believing and speaking like things are going to change. You see, it was Elijah who spoke and caused the drought to happen because of judgment. But then after three and a half years, it was also Elijah who spoke it was Elijah who proclaimed an end to the drought that he was in and began to speak abundance of rain. You see, everything starts and stops with a sound. Hear me. Everything starts and stops with a sound. And the reason that some of you have not seen breakthrough yet, the reason that some of you have, have, have not seen any change is because you've remained silent for too long. You've allowed the enemy to steal your joy. You've allowed the enemy to steal your voice. You've allowed the enemy to take out any kind of hope with inside of you. And you've allowed him to silence you because your health said, you know what, things are never going to get better. The doctor told you, you know what, this disease eventually is going to kill you. You've allowed the, the, the creditor to tell you, you know what, you're never going to be free. You're always going to be in debt. You've allowed even other people to speak over your marriage and say, this thing's never going to get restored. You've allowed voices in your head to tell you, you know what, your children are never going to get free. But I need to tell you right now, some of you have not seen breakthrough because you've remained silent. And if you would be crazy enough to speak in the midst of a drought this morning and crazy enough to believe that after three and a half years like Elijah, that God's not just going to make it rain just a little bit, but there's going to be an abundance of of rain. If you are crazy enough to believe that this morning, I believe that breakthrough is on its way in your life, over your marriage, over your finances. I believe God will do something crazy that will even blow your mind if you're crazy enough to believe it. Some of you need to stop being quiet. Some of you need to stop just agreeing with the way things are happening in life. Some of you need to stop saying, you know what, I'm just going to ride this thing out and just and just wait for the Lord to come back. No, you need to proclaim that you hear the sound of something. They might call you crazy. It's okay. They called Jesus crazy. They called all the other men in the Bible crazy and all the other women in the Bible who proclaimed something when it wasn't happening. But I tend to believe, and I tend to see God move. I've seen him do it before. And you know what? I believe that he's doing it again. Stop remaining silent. You see, a closed mouth is a closed destiny. Hear me. A closed mouth is a closed destiny. You will not receive anything if you keep your mouth shut. The enemy wants nothing better than to silence the church Look what he's done. He's tried to shut the churches down, but he can't silence us. He tried to tell us, you know what, you could only say certain things. Don't say this because you might offend people. He's tried to silence the gospel, the pure gospel, but you know what, he's tried from the very beginning in the book of Genesis, and here we are in 2021, and he still hasn't shut us up because the word of God still has a power then today, and it will for generations to come. I want to let you know you need to start speaking because a closed mouth is a closed destiny. You see, don't just get angry, declare something. Some of you get so upset inside but you hold it in. Don't just get angry, declare something. Don't just get mad, declare something oh, you know, this marriage, this husband of mine, these kids of mine, my finances, my health. Don't just get angry, declare something. But you have to be careful with what you're declaring. Job chapter 22, verse 28 says this, you will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. He says you will declare a thing And it will be established. So whatever you are declaring right now, whatever you've been speaking, that's what's being established, whether good or bad. Whatever you've been declaring, whatever you've been speaking, that's what's been established and light will shine on that thing. I need to tell you right now, you need to watch what you are declaring, watch what you are saying, watch how you talk to your husband, watch how you talk to your wife, watch how you talk to your children, watch how you speak to yourself, begin to declare things over yourself. If no one else is going to declare it over you, declare it over yourself. Stop waiting for someone to come and give you a good word. Speak it over yourself. Open up the Bible. Pick a scripture and begin to declare that over yourself. Why? Because as you declare something, it'll be established and lights will shine upon it. Some of you right now need to stop what you're doing and just begin to declare you need to declare over your marriage, declare over your health, declare over your children, declare over your finances, declare over this world, declare over things that you see are in chaos right now. Begin to declare. You see, declare means to speak, it means to proclaim something. Begin to be crazy enough that you would proclaim a change even though change not, hasn't happened yet. You see, if we receive in abundance according to the sound we make, We have to see what kind of sound we are emitting. Some of you have been speaking doom and gloom and all you've been blessed with is doom and gloom because you've been speaking it. Oh, I'll never lose weight. I'll never get healthy. My marriage will never be strong. I'll never have a house. I'll never have a nice car. You know what? I'll never have a great marriage. I'll never live in a great neighborhood. I'll never, I'll never, I'll never. And no matter, you know, every time you speak that, you are declaring it and things are coming into agreement with it and they're establishing it and making it happen. I'm not saying, you know what? Let's have positive speaking and let's see it. No, I'm not saying that at all. But according to scripture and Job that we just read, you shall declare something, it'll be established and light will shine on it. So if we receive according to our declaration, we need to see what kind of sound we are admitting, admitting. what kind of sound have you been making? Have you come into agreement with what's been going on? You might not like it, but because you don't see change or any hope of change, you might have come into agreement with some stuff that God does not even agree with today. Listen, I want to challenge you. Be crazy enough. If I would even use the word, be foolish enough to believe. That what God spoke is still true. That his promises over your life, according to the word here, are still yes and still amen to the glory of God. They are still yes and amen. Would you put that in the comment section right now? God's promises over my life are still yes and amen. You might not even believe that statement, but I want you to be crazy enough to type it in right now and then begin to read it and read it and read it. Put something down so that you can say, you know what, I'm making a declaration today, a a proclamation today that you know what, I'm proclaiming that God's promises over my life are still yes and amen no matter how crazy it is right now. Proverbs 18.21 says this. It says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You see the two extremes, to live or to die, that's in the power of your tongue. And he says this, and those who love it will eat its fruit. You gotta watch what kind of sound you are producing and putting out. I know that the circumstances might tell you, you know what, man, things are never going to change. When you come into agreement with that, that's all that you can receive at that moment. I want to let you know, be crazy enough and challenge you to be crazy enough that things are about to change. You see, your words are seeds that become the harvest you produce. Your words are seeds that become the harvest you produce. So that means parents, every word you speak over your children in a moment of anger becomes a seed that is planted in their life. And in the right season, in the right moment, that seed will start to grow and start to grow and start to grow. So when you call your son or your daughter an idiot or you call them a fool, what takes place is that seed begins to be implanted into their heart, into their life. Pretty soon it germinates and begins to grow and they begin to live foolish and your asking God, why in the world are they living like this? It's because you, as the farmer of their life, planted a seed in their life, and it's beginning to grow. So if you have the ability to plant, you also have the ability to uproot. Some of us need to go and do some pruning, some uprooting, and some seeds of some seeds that we have put in the ground of our, the ones that we love. We need to pull those things out and begin to declare something different over their life see, Elijah declares an end to the drought. He proclaims it, declares it, that I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. And he tells Ahab, go down and eat and prepare, because if you don't, what's going to happen is you're going to get trapped in this place because there's going to be not just a little drizzle. There's going to be a downpour, a flood that's going to come your way. He declares an end to the drought, and you know what takes place is it doesn't end at that moment. And some of you have been so discouraged because maybe you've said, Pastor Nick, I've tried this before. I've declared some things before, and I don't see a change happening. So my declaration must be false. You know what? I just spoke in a moment where I was inspired to speak, but you know what? I don't see it happening. So there, it must have been a false word that has been spoken. I want to encourage you today, like Elisha did, and we'll learn that here in a few moments. He declares something, and he was bold enough to stand upon that word, even when it didn't happen at the exact moment. I want to challenge you today. Do not give up because things did not change in the next moment. Do not give up thinking that you spoke a bad word. Do not give up thinking that the word you felt in the moment of inspiration, the moment that the Spirit of God moved upon you. Do not give up because it didn't happen in that moment because God's timing is perfect. He's never late and he's never early. He is always right on time and I want you to know, do not miss your breakthrough because you gave up too early on the word, because you walked away too early on the word. Declare it. Hold on to it until you see it come about. Can you give me an amen today? Do you agree with that this morning? 1 Kings eighteen forty two. And 44, the Bible says, So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees, and he said to his servant, Go up now, look towards the sea. So he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And seven times he said, Go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, There is a cloud as, as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, Go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariots and go down before the rain stops you. Elijah goes up to Mount Carmel puts himself on the ground with his, knee, with his head be, on the ground between his knees, and he just begins to believe the word that is spoken to him. And he asks his servant, do you see anything? I don't see anything. And he tells him, go and look again. Can I encourage you today to go and look again? Could I encourage you today that it might not take place in this moment? But tomorrow, go and look again. Can I encourage you today? Your marriage might not change today, but tomorrow, go and look again. Can I encourage you that your finances might not change today, but to go and look again tomorrow? Can I encourage you that you might have got a bad report and your blood work might have come back with worse conditions than you thought? Can I encourage you tomorrow to go and look again? You've spoke the word already. You've already declared it over your life. Can I encourage you that if it doesn't happen today to not give up on that word but to hold fast to it, and when you say, has it happened yet? No, go and look again. Don't stop looking until you see what you're supposed to see, until what you've declared is seen in the sky. I want to let you know this morning, Elijah was crazy enough to stay in an uncomfortable position. Hear me. He's knelt down on a mountaintop with his head to the ground between his knees, And the Bible says that he's there seven times. He has to stay in that position. Seven times he tells his servant, go and look again. I don't know what the time span was between that. I don't know how long it took. It might have took seven hours, seven minutes. I don't know. But he put himself in an uncomfortable position. You see, I love what uh, Bishop Joseph Garlington says. He says, when one door shuts in life, everyone's excited because we know God's going to open up the next door. He says but what we tend to forget is that from one door to the next door there's all there's always hell in the hallway I want to let you know this morning, you might be in the hallway of your breakthrough and it might seem like chaos, it might seem like hell, it might seem like, God, what did I get myself into? But as you're walking there, I want you to remind yourself, God, you closed one door and you're about to open up another door. I hear the sound of something, God, but I don't see it yet. You're in the hallway and it seems like hell, but the moment you get to that door and open it up, you will see the abundance of what you've been praying for and believing for do not give up when you're walking to the next door do not give up when it hasn't happened just yet don't get discouraged when things don't change immediately don't give up when your body hasn't been healed immediately hold on to the promise don't give up when things haven't changed in your marriage immediately Hold on to the promise. When finances don't change, immediately hold on to the promise. Elijah goes up seven times. Took seven different attempts before he saw success. As I get ready to close this morning, I don't know how long you've been enduring the drought in your life. I don't know how long you've been enduring and just sur- surviving your marriage. I don't know how long you've been enduring and just getting through this sickness, this disease that you're facing right now. I, I don't know how long it's been since you've smiled or had any kind of hope. I don't know how long it's been since you've had any kind of joy. I don't know how long it's been since you've felt the presence of God. But I'm crazy enough to believe. Like Elijah proclaimed the word, Ahab believed it, but there was no rain yet. And I hope you're crazy enough to believe that after proclaiming it and proclaiming it and proclaiming it, I hope you're still crazy enough to still hold on to the word. Seven attempts, seven tries, it took Elijah to tell his servant, keep going back. Go again. That's what he told his servant, go again. I mean, you know, Elijah could have given up on the fourth try. Told his servant, you know what, enough is enough. I've given my marriage enough time. I've I've put in my time. I've tried all that I can. I think I'm going to wave the white towel and call it quits. You know what, I've been sick long enough. I I think I'm going to give up on any kind of hope. The doctors can't find a cure. There's no medication that's helped me. I'm, I'm gonna give up. It's been years since, since I've had any kind of, uh, you know since I've been able to do what I wanna do, I've, 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 I've given up, I've, I've thrown in the towel, I've stopped my fights. I just began to agree. I'm beginning to agree with what they've said. My kids have been lost for so long. I, I've given up, given up on the word. Giving up on the promise. I can't do this anymore. Who knows? Maybe you're on your sixth attempt. Who knows? Maybe this is your sixth try and you've thrown in the towel, and God says, if you would just go one more time again, if you would just go up again, on this time, you're going to see a small victory. But that small victory is gonna grow into a bigger victory and a bigger victory to the point that what you, that what's been withheld for all these years, in a moment, is gonna come flooding down. You see, the Bible says, That after three and a half years, there wasn't just a little drizzle. The ground didn't just get a little wet. That it literally, a flood from heaven came down to earth. As if to say, God, you've been withholding this thing for three and a half years. It's time to open up the floodgates and let it all out at one time. I want to encourage you this morning. It might have been six, maybe you're on your seventh time. God is about to open up the floodgates over your life. Don't give up. It's a sound of abundance in the air. As I close this morning, I want to give you four lessons that Elijah teaches us, and I hope that it teaches you as well. Number one, the Bible says Elijah hears the abundance of rain before he proclaims it. He hears something and then he speaks it. Can I encourage you today? Make sure you are listening to what is being said in the Spirit so you can proclaim it in the natural. Some of you have nothing to say because you haven't heard anything yet. Can I encourage you to spend time with God? Can I encourage you, as the Bible says, to bring our petitions before him and allow him to speak over that for you? And you just become someone who repeats what he says. Pastor Nick, I don't have the words to say. It's okay. He'll give you what to say and just repeat exactly what he told you to say. So he might say, you know what? You are healed as he's proclaimed already over your life. Just declare that. Elijah hears something before he speaks it he proclaimed that today Secondly the Bible says Elijah goes up to Mount Carmel He positions himself in a place of expectation Why did he go up to Mount Carmel because it was a high point and he was able to see if there was any clouds forming He positioned himself with expectation in his heart Some of you have spoken the word and then you just go back to normal life. You need to begin to position yourself. Wait in expectation for God to move. He goes up to Mount Carmel so he has a great vantage point to see if there's any change begin to happen. Don't just speak it. Wait in expectation for God to break through. Wait in expectation for the miracle to happen. He positions himself in Mount Carmel. He gives himself the vantage point to see if there's change Number three, Elijah does not relent until there is evidence of the word happening. You know what? I believe it is perfectly fine to hold God to his promises. When he speaks in the word that says, by my stripes you are healed, I believe it's perfectly fine to go before the Lord and say, your word says, not me, but your word says that by your stripes I am healed. I am not healed yet, but I choose to believe your word. Do not relent. Do not give up. Even if you don't see the evidence, hold God to his promises. Hold God to his word. Don't give up until the word comes about. Go up again. Go up again. Elijah postures himself for prayer. Philippians 4, 6 says this. Don't worry about anything. You know, I love when God speaks something like that over our life because the first thing that we do as human beings is we worry. Another verse says this, why worry? It's not going to change anything. What can you change by worrying? He says, don't worry about anything. But instead, it's what he tells us instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done already. Don't worry, Elijah postures himself for prayer, makes himself uncomfortable, believes even though it's a crazy word, speaks a word that is so crazy because it has not happened for three and a half years, postures himself and then gets in a place for expectation to watch God perform his word. Are you crazy enough to believe this morning? Are you crazy enough To hold on to his word. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes with me this morning. Some of you watching this right now, you've given up on God. You've given up that he's able to change your situation, you've given up that he's able to heal your marriage. You've given up hope that is able to save your children. You've given up hope that is able to restore your husband or your wife. You've given up hope that God can rearrange things and pour out blessing because right now you are living in lack. You've given up hope that healing could come to your body. Some of you have given up on God. You've walked away from your faith. You know, this morning we need to repent, do the opposite thing, and begin to believe and trust God today. So that's you here right now. You never accepted Christ, or maybe you have, and you've walked away. I want to lead you in a prayer. The Bible says this, that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose again three days later, then you know what? Salvation's yours. So right where you are, would you just repeat this prayer with me? Not just with your mouth, but let it speak from your heart and your soul today. Would you say, dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner in need of a savior. I believe that you died on the cross, and that three days later you rose again out of love for me. I confess you now as Lord and savior of my life. Forgive me for the things that I've done that have broken your heart. Lord, restore to me the joy that I once had. God, give me life again, in Jesus' name. Listen, if you've said that prayer, would you do me a favor? Would you text the word ALIVE to the number coming up on the screen? Text ALIVE to 408-340-7703. Let us know, Pastor Nick, I rededicated my life to God. Or you know what? I accepted him for the very first time. Either way, we want to connect with you. We want to let you know you are not alone. God's got a great purpose and plan for your life. For the rest of you, you've been living in lack and drought for a long time. Your marriage has been in shambles. Your family's been in shambles. Your health, your finances, everything that you have feels like the house has just collapsed. There's nothing to be restored. There's no hope. You know what? Today, I pray that you would hold on to this word that's spoken. I hear the sound of abundance. I just want to pray over you right now, right where you are at. Father, I thank you. Because faith is not living by things that we see. But it's speaking something into existence. It's believing and holding you to your word. Father, faith today tells us that I hear the abundance. I hear the sound of change coming my way. I hear my marriage restored. I hear my health restored. I hear the abundance of restoration over my children, over my health. God, I hear the sound of abundance, Lord. And I pray that everyone at the sound of my voice hearing this message right now, everyone would begin to believe, although it hasn't happened for years, they would begin to believe and hold on to that word. That change is not coming, but change is here right now. That change is here right now. I declare that over you right now in Jesus' matchless name. Come on, just hold on to that promise right now. Lord, we hold on to that word. It might seem crazy to speak. It might even feel like a foreign language coming out of your mouth. That hope and change is on its way. But I want you to declare it because you shall declare a thing. It shall be established to you Then light will shine upon it. And when it doesn't happen today, I want you to go again tomorrow. I want you to keep showing up until change takes place in your life. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Come on, give God a shout of praise this morning. Listen, as Pastor Dan always ends this sermon and reminds us as a church, and I think it's vitally important, especially right now, that is the CWC Bay Area family. Remember, love God, love people, and then let's change the world. God bless you this morning. We'll see you again. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash CWC Bay Area.